0: I sent it over to him, and I was out skiing with two of my friends, and we were on the chairlift, and I got the email that said, great, let's start Monday.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I was like, oh,
0: my gosh, I'm quitting my job on Friday. Like, I'm going to quit my job on Friday. Welcome to the Know Your Worth show, where we teach you how to think about your money differently so that you can achieve your sexy money goals. I'm Sydney,
1: your money maven and owner of Know Your Worth. And I'm Kristen, Sid's Dime Peace bestie, team member, and busy mama twins, here to make sure that those of us without a financial degree can still level up with each episode. Let's get started on reaching your next goal. Welcome
0: to the Know Your Worth podcast. I am Sydney, your money maven.
1: I am Kristen since Dime Peace (laughs) Bestie.
0: So today is one of our early episodes. We are on episode three and we are going to be talking a little bit more today about our sexy money goals, specifically us quitting our corporate jobs, us exiting corporate. I would define corporate as like you working a standard defined set of hours for someone else. For someone else. Yeah.
1: That's a good definition.
0: Um, Because when I think of corporate, too, and like even a corporate mentality, now whenever I think about that's what I think of. Because even people that start off as entrepreneurs, eventually they could be back in corporate if their companies get big enough. So working in corporate, working for someone else on their terms, not on your terms. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That was always a big goal for me was to work for myself, to leave corporate work for myself. I've kind of known not my whole life, but pretty much my whole life, I wanted to have my own business. I always knew that. I always felt that way.
1: How did you know that from such a young age?
0: I had a lot of people in my family that did. And so my grandpa did. My dad started his own business. And he, I guess he started a little bit later from a, growing up. I knew that's what I wanted to do. But my dad started his business when I was in my senior year, just to finish my senior year of high school. But my grandpa had always had his own business I've watched a lot of my aunts and uncles have their own businesses and then i think just from seeing the flexibility and from kind of what my grandpa would say of you being your own boss and being able to dictate your own schedule and i've always been money focused though whether that's a good thing or a bad thing growing up i was very money focused if my parents wanted me to stay on something or if there was like a motivating factor a lot of the times it would come from money I got my first job when I was 14 or 15 and just couldn't wait to work and make money. That's always been a big goal of mine was to have money and to be able to provide for myself. So knowing I wanted to start my own business happened a while ago.
1: How did that happen at such a young age as like a female? I'm only yeah, asking yeah. because I was brought up like, you don't talk about money and especially girls don't talk yeah. about money like it's unbecoming. Like, I think that's badass. Like, yeah. How did you? That's cool. I didn't mean to leave no, it, no, I love it. I but love it's it. It's just so different from like how I was raised. So yeah. I'm just, I want to my, know um,
0: My dad has never treated my sister and I like we were his daughters, you know, his girl, yeah. like girls in the stereotypical way. The same with my mom. But when I look back at my family and how my dad grew up, In a very large Catholic family, he's one Mm -hmm. of 11, four girls and seven boys. And what their mentality was, it's very different. So it is kind of funny that my dad's mentality towards my sister and I was like total opposite. We could do anything we wanted to. We were powerful enough to do anything we wanted to do. There was like absolutely nothing. The only thing I remember being told I wasn't allowed to do was mow the lawn like my that was, was afraid a,
1: you're gonna like chop your foot off because his
0: neighbor was she was mowing her lawn growing up and she chopped her toes off and that's really what happened <laughs> it was like you need to be an athlete and you need to have all of your toes in order to that do that yeah funny and what yeah. a gift
1: from your dad that's yeah
0: yeah really. and my mom fully supported it too because my pap was very much he didn't care if you were a woman or a man at all. There was nothing that he would say about women are supposed to do this or women are supposed to do that ever. And it's kind of funny. So I think I grew up with this mentality of not really understanding where people would come from when they said that, because that was so not how my whole family was. The only person that was really like that in my life was like my dad's dad, my granddad. And we weren't around him all that often either. It was like at a family party. But honestly, those were so overwhelming, I don't really think I ever absorbed it. That makes sense. I never had anybody else directly in my family that was like, women are supposed to do this or women are supposed to do that. Looking back, I definitely have the feelings of guilt a little bit of I should always have my house clean. I should always Mm -hmm. have dinner made. But that's kind of my own thing. But my mom was very much like that. But because she loves it. It wasn't because she felt that it was her role as a woman. Like she really loved being in that role. And her and my dad were very much a team in that with money, it was always an open conversation. There was never any negative conversations about money in my house growing up. It was always very planned and secure and safe, but open. Like it wasn't like I didn't know about it. It would be like, oh, hey, Michelle, I'm gonna go buy this. Should I use checking one or checking two? She'd be like, oh, checking two. And so there was always like an open discussion on them, like where their money was flowing, where it it needed to come from. And and it was just like normal. Yeah. And it was all very calm. There was never anything negative around it. So I never grew up with a mentality that I couldn't be rich. I've been saying since I was little, I wanted to be a millionaire. That's, I love. yeah, I've always said that. Yeah. But I never knew it was that was something that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Just from my perspective. And, And I'll share that later, but. I love that. Okay, yeah. so Pretty fun. <laughs> you grew up wanting to be your yeah. own boss. What happened after college?
0: I also think that I got a lot of wanting to be my own boss whenever I really got into leadership and self-help and development books and business books, and I started doing that in college. So my freshman year of college, and I'm sure we'll get into this way deeper in another episode two down the road, but long story short, my freshman year, my coach, I played Division I softball at Niagara University. My coach was put on investigation and fired after eight months for her treatment of the team. And she just had the worst leadership skills and it was really a difficult time. We can look back now and really learn from it and kind of laugh a little bit at just how ridiculous some of the things that she did were. But that really stuck with me of, okay, if I'm ever a leader, if I'm ever in charge, this is not how I want to be. How could she have read that or said that or talked about that. So that kind of started my like leadership side of, I want to be a good leader if I can be. I can educate myself and teach myself to be a good leader because I want to one day own my company and I want it to one day be somewhere that people want to work. So then from there I went into my first corporate job. I worked at a large regional accounting firm and I was an auditor, an external auditor for medium to large sized businesses in Pittsburgh. And and then the surrounding areas, I did a lot of traveling, actually, to West Virginia and Florida. But from there, I loved what I did. I loved where I worked. I loved the company. I loved my clients. But there was just, again, some of this leadership that was like, this is not how I would do this. And there were certain people that I really didn't like working with or working for. And I knew that it just was going to be a difference of opinion forever. The goal was the same, but the method was so different. And that really bothered me because if I had a different approach or an idea from certain people I worked with was never going to be the option ever. And I didn't like that. I know that never sat well with me.
1: You know, what my favorite part is about you being an auditor (laughs) when you said that you didn't realize that people didn't like auditors. I had no idea. It just fits your personality I had no idea. You just showed up. Hey, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And no, yeah, it was like my second week of work. So I picked audit over tax because I didn't want to have a a busy season, which is hilarious if there are any auditors out there because your whole year is a busy season. Not to diss on any tax accountants out there, but the tax season had a very clearly defined beginning and end. end. It changed if you were in nonprofit or higher education or regular fiscal year ends, but you had a little bit more of a push and then a deadline where Audit just went on and on. And it was the same multiple busy seasons, just like tax. But it I, it was funny. So that's why I went into Audit. Mm-hmm. And I thought people, you could talk more in Audit. That's what I always heard. If you were a people person, you went into Audit because tax accountants kind of just stay within their own circle. Yeah. They stay in their own cube. So I picked Audit. And I got to work on like my second week and I had no idea that people didn't like auditors. And one of our clients told me that he'd rather go get a root canal than talk to me because he was literally on his way to go get a root canal. And he was serious. It was not a joke. He was not being funny. And he was like, oh, who are you? You? They sent another new person out to waste my time. Well, good thing I'm going to get a root canal because I'd rather do that than talk to you and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I would have but I'm, that, but I'm yeah. so nice, I swear. So the next day, I baked cupcakes and took them.
1: <laughs> who doesn't yeah. want a cupcake after a every- Exactly,
0: exactly. Them. So I I started baking for all my clients because I just (laughs) I wanted them to like me. So I I was truly known as the the, the yeah, that would like bring in baked goods. And then when I moved near Oakmont Bakery, if anybody's from Pittsburgh and familiar, it's like one of the best bakeries in Pittsburgh. I live right by there. So then I made it a point that I would always bring Oakmont cookies and like really sugar up all of our clients so that they would be excited for when I would show up. That's really cute. Try to soften the blow a little bit. Yeah. 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 (laughs)
1: Have a cookie.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We are bankrupt. (laughs) We have to issue this. Bye. Please don't be mad at me, because it's not my fault. (laughs) Technically it's yours. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) But half seven thousand calories. (laughs) But we found it.
0: Here you go. (laughs) Eat up. Yeah. (laughs) That's truly what happened. That's exactly how it worked. Oh,
1: I love yeah. it. Okay, yeah. so you did that.
0: Yeah? Yeah, I did that. What happened? And then from there, again like I knew I was really starting to realize I wanted to have my own business at some point. I was really starting to not feel an end at the firm that I was at, but I I was having a hard time seeing myself in the middle role, which some people might judge me for that and that's fine. But I wanted to be the shareholder already because I had a lot of the skills then for the shareholder of the communication side, not necessarily the foundation at that Mm -hmm. point for the regulatory conversations and all the big accounting adjustments. So I definitely had a lot more to learn, of course, until I even got close to that point. I didn't end up passing my CPA the first two times I took a test. And then after that, I just decided it wasn't going to be for me. I wasn't going to sit and finish the CPA test because- I knew I was going to leave public accounting and I wouldn't need it at that point. So I left public accounting and I went to go be a senior financial analyst at a robotics manufacturer. And the parent company was in France and we had subsidiaries in Canada, U.S. and Mexico. And so I was in charge of the reporting for those companies back to our parent company in France. And again, I loved my job. I loved the people I worked with, but it was very different going from... I think the hustle and bustle of public accounting to working at a firm or a private company where these people had been in the exact same role for 15 years. Yeah. And so that was just a very different mentality. Of I got there my first two weeks there, I'd already booked a big training. I, w- I was going to see a speaker in Toronto. I was going to see Tony Robbins and I had never gone to an event that big before. And I remember telling the people I worked with and they were like, why are you doing that? And I was like, oh, I'm really passionate about self-development and like moving forward. And I just I want to go and see him. We're going with a couple friends. It's going to be a fun trip too. It's not just I'm going to go and listen to this guru yeah. talk about all this. And so that was also shocking to hear that those people weren't ready to improve. Like so so it didn't feel
1: like minded. They were, feel... not and they were just exactly like settled into that corporate very. Vibe.
0: Yes, very. And a lot of them had a hard time thinking outside the box or just like accepting different ways of doing things. And it just felt very old school. And then I was there through the beginning of COVID and there was leadership there that was saying you're more likely to get struck by lightning than get COVID. And no matter what your opinions are on the topic, it was just a very like black and white way of thinking and to have that like public opinion there and just be like kind of shutting people down sometimes. Overall, it was a great company. I really loved my boss there. She was amazing. I still keep in touch with her. And the coworkers that had were awesome, but it was just the mindset of the whole company just wasn't somewhere I wanted to be at long term.
1: Didn't feel like home.
0: Yep. So we were presented the option to buy the Golf Academy. And so my sister and I and my husband, Alex, and her husband, Keith, kind of all got together and said, we want to do this, but let's do it together. We want this to grow and we can take this over and make it really successful. So we bought that business and grew it. When we bought it, it was only generating maybe $20,000 a year. It was a very like hobbyist business at the time. And within the first year we had it, it was six-figure business. Wow. So that was really fun. And that was really cool to see. And I was still working full-time at the private company that I was at. And I was still also doing a little bit of bookkeeping on the side for my friends' businesses. And I didn't have any concept of having the bookkeeping business yet. But that was kind of my first taste of, wow, what I put into this is what I get out. What we put into this is what we get out. We could grow this as big as we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And then I was kind of hooked on, when am I going to quit my job? And either take this full time or take something else full time. Yeah. Yeah. So that was
1: kind of how I got to that point. Yeah. So when you told, like, the most important people in your life, hey, I'm going to leave this private company. Mm. I want to be my own boss. I'm going to do this. was your feedback from people? Yeah.
0: So we got the Golf Academy, and that was all extremely positive. But he was so pumped about us buying the Golf Academy and growing that and expanding it and just how big that could be. It was really exciting. My parents were fully supportive, aunts and uncles, everybody. It was really great. And so then after that, it was about a year later, I decided that, I wanted to either grow the golf academy or find something that I could quit eventually, quit my full-time job. So I joined a networking and mentorship group. And in that group, they were like, what are the least favorite parts of your business? And at the time, I was talking about starting a golf like blog, vlog of like teaching. That was why I joined. And they were like, oh, finances, bookkeeping, finances, bookkeeping, finances, bookkeeping. And I was like, hey, guys, I could help you with all this. And it was within two weeks is whenever I really laid the groundwork for doing it. And so I told my parents I was starting it and they were supportive. They thought it was a great idea, but it was also one of the things that not as hard in their business because my mom handles a lot of the bookkeeping stuff for my dad's business, but she knew the magnitude of the work and my dad's business, it does very well. So they have a lot to work with and a lot to go through and their process is very in-depth for their bookkeeping. So I think she was a little bit weary of what my process was going to be. And also, I'm absolutely a ADHD hobbyist. So I think there's always a little bit of concern from my parents. Is this something that's going to stick?
1: Right. And they
0: never really expressed that to me growing up. Is this going to stick? But my husband has expressed this to me now. Hey, you want to start this hobby? Are we going to commit to this? Or is this going to be like a weak thing where like, you buy everything and then you give up on it? And so there was definitely – I got that feedback from Alex, and I think my parents were very wary of that. So they were hesitant to be, like, all in right away because yeah. they wanted me to be safe and and not to do anything rash. So I made a plan, and I told my husband I wasn't going to tell my parents that I was planning on quitting until I was literally going to quit.
1: Yeah, like the decision had already been made for you. Yes, Nobody's and nobody could talk me out of it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I – made a budget. We've always had a budget for our household income of what we needed to make month to month to cover all of our bills. We didn't have joint bank accounts at this time, but we were really shared in our finances. We'd been married for two years at this point, but we'd been living together for three years and we'd been together for much longer. So it was definitely, we were having all the conversations about where our money stood, but we didn't yet have the joint bank account where both of our sure. incomes were being deposited into the same and all the bills coming out. So we made a budget all together of all of our bills. We went through every one of our bank accounts to really fine tune how much money we needed on a month to month, how much money I was bringing in from my paycheck and what the minimum I needed to make in order to quit my job was. Yeah. So I made a goal that it was going to be six months from starting the business. So I started it in February. I really wanted to quit by June, like 630. Yeah. But I told myself if I could quit in July or August, it would be a huge win, too. Yeah but that I didn't want to go through another budget season at the company they worked with and another like year end. We made a plan and I just decided one morning that I needed to start talking about it. I had the business for three weeks at this point and was still had that discomfort of telling people that I was starting a bookkeeping business and
1: like an imposter. Yeah, kind of. definitely, yeah.
0: definitely. And it had only been three weeks. So like I could give myself a little bit of benefit from it. Like it didn't take me a year or anything, but It took me three weeks and I was really keeping quiet. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my sister. I didn't tell really anybody yet at this point. Three weeks
1: is long in said time. Yeah.
0: Three weeks is long in said time. Oh my gosh. For my own secrets. I text everybody that day. But
1: also when you decide to do something like you do it. Yeah. Like one time we were going to take a boxing class (laughs) and we went to a trial class. And by the next day she had like boxing gloves and wraps for me. I did. Yeah. Everything is very like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. So for you to take three weeks to commit and tell people I think that shows yeah. that's six months in a other person's life
0: yeah yeah it was a long time it, for, it felt yes. like a really long time yes. so I finally decided I was gonna really tell people about it and promote it in a good way I had the Instagram page for it but I hadn't put it on my own bio yet yeah. and I was making the graphics for it, but I hadn't shared them or put them on my story yet. So that morning was the first day that I posted on my Instagram. And I had brand photos taken because the mentorship group that I was in, part of the group was that you got branded photos. So I'd already had the branded photos. I had them like ready to go on the page, but I hadn't shared them yet. So that morning I wrote the whole caption, like, I'm starting this business. I'm really excited about it. And I shared it to my personal page for you know, my 1,000 followers to see or something, yeah. you know, 900 followers to see. It was a really big deal at the time, too. And it is a really big deal. When you first take that plunge to do it, it's very scary because you think everybody's going to judge you. And all I got was just absolute positivity from all my friends on social media. There was not one negative comment, not one negative feedback. Everybody went to go follow my business page. And then that day, I was giving a private golf lesson. And one of the guys that was in there, I'd been working with him for probably two months at this point. And he just kind of randomly was like, so what do you guys all do, you know, for work outside of this? And so I said, I just started a bookkeeping business. I'm a bookkeeper. Yeah. I'm an accountant. And he was like, are you kidding? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, what do you mean? And he was like, I've just been complaining to my friend right here for the past hour that I need a new bookkeeper. Oh, wow. And I was like, seriously? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he had seven franchise ret- restaurant locations. Yeah. And he asked me to put in a proposal mm-hmm. on the bookkeeping for all seven stores And when I put it together, it was my salary at my job. That's amazing. Yeah. So I sent the proposal over. I was skiing with my friends. This was a week later. I took the whole week to really think about it, really feel good about it. Um, Validated. Did all the language and the contracts and the proposals. And I was using just like the free Canva and like putting all that together. I sent it over to him, and I was out skiing with two of my friends, and we were on the chairlift, and I got the email that said, great, let's start Monday.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I so I was like, oh,
0: my gosh, day. I'm quitting my job on Friday. Like, yeah. I'm going to quit my job on Friday. So that next day, I went over to my parents' house, and I said, hey, my, I may have mentioned a few weeks ago that I was starting this business, and I it's really gone well, and I have these couple clients already, but I just got this one. Mm-hmm. And... This is my salary. I'm quitting my job. And my parents were like, oh, wow. OK. Like, <laughs> I commend them for staying level. Yeah. Like, they stayed very neutral. OK, yeah. Sydney, tell us more. You know, yeah. What's the plan? What's the backup? Do you have your emergency fund? Do you, you know, they really went through, OK, so what's this and what's this and this? I was like, well, I set a goal that if I could get to this level, this number, I would quit. Yeah. Because I know if I'm doing this full time, I can grow it even more. But there's no way with this client that I just got, there's no way I can work my full-time job and do this well. Yeah. And they were like, well, what's your contract? I'm like, we're setting a three-month commitment, and then after that it's month to month. So I'll at least have a three-month buffer to really give it this full effort. And I also said to my parents from day one, minute one, and anybody else that I talked to, I was not afraid of it not working or not getting enough clients or if he would not be my client anymore. I had no issue going right down to McDonald's or going right down to the bar at the bottom of the hill and working. Yeah. Yeah. There was no shame in that because if that's what it was going to take to get the gold, and those are great jobs. They pay really well. This was like 2021. So even all the fast food restaurants near me were giving like $2,000 bonuses for signing on. So it was like, great, we'll be totally fine. This will be golden. I have no shame. I'm a hard worker. It's not a lack of work ethic. Yeah. So I will not be, we won't go broke. Yeah. It just won't happen. There's no way that this will happen. Yeah. I'm going to do things by the book in the right way. I'm going to have insurance. So I'm covered from a business perspective here to start. There was little upfront cost of starting the business. I already had all the tools I needed. So then after that, I kind of just went through that whole checklist with my parents and they were like, all right.
1: Yeah. I mean, what are they going to say? Yeah. You're a grown ass adult woman who is married and has thought it out and Mm -hmm. scored a client bigger than probably you could have expected.
0: Yeah. And the fact that I went into it with all of that prepared kind of nipped all of their arguments in the butt. You know, what if it doesn't work? Great. I'll go work down the street. I have no problem walking to the bottom of my hill and working at this bar restaurant that's right there. I eat there all the time anyway, so I'll just go work it. I already know the menu. (laughs) I'll be golden. So I I think because I was so prepared with what the backup was and then what the backup to the backup was – And that they knew Alex was on board and I had the support there. It wasn't going to be an argument between the two of us. He had my back for that phase, that onboarding phase, and that maybe for the first couple months it was going to be tight. But then we were going to do what we needed to do to make it work. They were supportive.
1: You had so much belief in yourself. What were they Mm going to say? I don't think you can do it. Yeah, then they're going to be shitting on your dreams and on you. Exactly. Like it just isn't in there. That's not even in the scope of their personalities. Exactly. Was there anyone who who said, and you don't have to name the person, Mm -hmm. but how did that go?
0: I don't think I had anybody that was like, the most I got from people right away was, don't hire any employees, do it yourself. Only work to what your capacity is. Don't hire employees. Mm -hmm. Employees are the worst. You don't want to deal with other people they'll call off, they're unreliable. So that made me nervous because I felt like I was already getting to a point where I like needed more help. So I think that was one of the things I could have done better in my first year was to get a little bit more help so that I wasn't so overwhelmed because it grew very fast, which I was very blessed with. But that initial feedback kind of scared me, and yeah. don't get in over your head, and don't do anything more than what you can handle. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, I can handle all of this, and yeah. I really was about to not be able to handle sure. any of. It. I was about oh, to have I a never, heart attack. I think never at one show point. Your cards. But yeah,
1: so is that when I? Um, yeah, yeah, that was when
0: I was like crying in the kitchen because <laughs> so I was here every day till two o'clock in the morning. Like, I'll
1: get it done. It'll be fine. Okay. But, I don't think uh, I yeah. realized how. How soon into your journey of this business that I met you? Yeah. I feel like I thought you had this business for a lot longer. Oh, So i no. just having that realization right yeah,
0: now. Yeah, yeah. 2021 is when the bookkeeping business fully started. And I had been doing bookkeeping for like five years before then. So I knew the business, but having the business by myself was like 2021. I quit my job March 2021. And it was the first year of operation. It was a six-figure business. Sid. Yeah. That's unbelievable. It was really cool. Yeah. It was, It's awesome. I'm really proud of us. And now we have a really good team. We've doubled that since then. And so it's just really, it's really fun. I and mean, it's going really well. And so now I feel like I have really high level conversations with my parents about it too, how they operate their business, how we can all save for taxes. They ask for my feedback. You're so now it's a now. fun, it's a really fun yeah. relationship with them and with my aunts and uncles that have their own businesses and with my pap right before he passed away, it was like, Really the conversations I always wanted to have. So it, yeah. it was really like You're immediately like rewarding the family
1: table yes. of yes. entrepreneurs. Yeah. And we're considered as such by them. Yes. Yes. And That's that was really, really awesome. Yeah. Really awesome.
0: Yeah. It was really cool. It was really cool. It's a lot of fun. I've definitely had a couple people give me some weird feedback since of maybe they doubted it and they didn't tell me they were gonna they were doubting it. I have had a couple people say, "Oh, so it's a real business now." After I, uh-huh. I had my first employee, and they're like, "Oh, so it's a real business." I was like, oh, well, it's been a real business this whole time. Well, Thank you.
1: <laughs> <Actually>. but <laughs> Thanks for recognizing Yeah. Or such. like, yeah.
0: oh, wow. So you do know what you're doing because I answered like the one tax question they had. And I was mm-hmm. like, you were the person to decide this? Yeah. Really? OK. Those are the ones you just have to laugh off a little bit. But uh, so I've oh. had some comments like that. But yeah. It's...
1: That always says more about the other person's right, exactly. insecurities and fears about themselves than it does about exactly you, but still so interesting when they reveal themselves and yes you're like, oh okay <laughs> oh Got it. so that's what you were thinking i know what box to put you in yep, yeah, yep for my next big decision mm. yeah. exactly no. exactly yeah so when you it left fun. corporate it was very calculated and thought out from a money perspective yes and you did it like a grown-up <laughs> <laughs> yes but also i had the benefit of not
0: having a lot of other things to think about. You know, I didn't have kids at the time. I don't have kids now. Mm-hmm. Alex and I had moved into our house like three years ago. So we were really leveled and settled in where we were at, too. I was very blessed to have a m- manageable...
1: The opportunity came yes. at the right time. exactly.
0: exactly. But exactly. I don't think we're
1: open to opportunities unless it's...
0: If it has to feel like the right time. It and it feel like can feel a lot more like the right time when you make the budget and you're prepared and you know what the dollar amounts are. And I agree with that. So, yeah, that was a lot of like my background there. It definitely worked out really well. And I'm really blessed for how it worked out. I definitely had the plan and I worked really hard for that too. I put in the hours when the business started. And I think that's what's really important when you're going to quit corporate, when you're going to take your business full time, you can't kid yourself in thinking if you're going to do it or not. If you're going to commit to it, you have to commit to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a scary decision when I went to go and to quit my job. When I quit my first job, that was really scary. And I think that my parents were a little bit more upset about me quitting that job than they were me quitting my second hmm. job. My mom used to work at the firm that I worked at. She so felt like that was kind of like a that home place for her, too. Maybe, But the company had changed so much since she had been there, so it just wasn't the same anymore. Yeah. So whenever she would give me feedback, I'd be like, yeah, it is. But it's not like that. It is, but it's not. There are people like that, but the firm as a whole wasn't like that That's anymore. So it was hard to go through that. And I think that accounting, it's like Mm. the safest job of all time. I mean, accountants are always in demand. And the company that I worked at had a lot of really like great recognition in the city and they still do. Like I said, it's a wonderful firm and I loved it. So I think my parents really saw me climbing that corporate ladder and having this really like lovely, safe life and career, but also that I could be really wealthy from that too. So I think that they didn't understand where I was coming from. And Alex and I go back to this all the time that we just want it to be that what we put into it, we get out of it. Yeah. But without having the, the commission only jobs or the total sales jobs from the beginning, we wanted that safety and security of having a salary to start. But then when you're ready to take that leap to corporate, I think you just really need to know that you need to be prepared to not sleep if you have to. If you build systems out and you have good people around you and you have some funding or you have systems that you in place, then you're good. You you might not need to do that so much. But in your head, you need to be prepared to if that's what it came to. And you need to just be willing to go and supplement. Yeah. And not feel any shame surrounding that
1: either. I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was my sexy money goal, quitting my corporate, starting my own business and being the leader and the boss eventually that I always wanted to have um, and now and with our great team. leader. I try to be, but I also, I, want to recognize I don't know what I don't know either so I'm always trying to learn and grow and that's what I want our firm to always be so I appreciate you saying that
1: I love you yeah
0: I love you (laughs) this is so fun it's great to be here now and now we have a podcast now hopefully we have listeners (laughs) if not we're having fun uh, yeah exactly exactly but yeah so that was my goal quitting corporate starting my own business and now we have now I have three businesses it's been great it's been a great ride and because we went a little bit more in depth on mine I think we're going to spend a whole episode on Kristen now and the next and I episode
1: was less prepared so, <laughs> if you are somebody who just flies by the seat of your pants here we go <laughs> and how it still works out it still works out, and it yeah. still is a, the best move for you
0: yeah and it was it right. yeah it
1: was great it is great so we're going to talk about that in the next episode so I say next episode I think of Dr. Dre <laughs> too. all right love you guys
0: <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. If you found a bit of inspiration in this episode for achieving your sexy money goals, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you never miss an episode. Are you ready to get a lot more strategic with your sexy money goals? You've been working hard. You want to make the most informed decisions possible on what you can afford, whether that's bringing on a new employee, investing in developing a new revenue stream, or making a big move with your personal finances. We can support you with a financial analysis to provide you with the tangible data that you need to make the best decision. Book a call with us and we'll share how we can work together to achieve your goals.